Welcome to HIT High Intensity Tactics for Growth. My name is Chris Giaconelli. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, we are talking everything about how to go out there and not get burned out with your job. Can you believe breaking news just came in this week that the World Health Organization, who is updated the definition of burnout and now is considering it a syndrome. So we are now looking at this as somebody tells and says, I'm so burned out with my job. I'm so burned out with working out. I'm so burned out with my relationship, whatever it is. Now it's a syndrome. Now it's an actual, you can legitimately diagnose yourself that you've had burnout. And it's some of these characteristics that I think are kind of interesting when you think about it. Uh, You know, the who also lists three characteristics of burnout syndrome. Okay, number one, feeling energy depletion or exhaustion, which I I think that that when I'm out on the road and I'm listening to people or I'm talking to people, I would say that that is one of the areas where I see people all the time. uh, You know, they they walk up to me, they come up, they say, hey, Chris, I'm feeling tired all the time. All I want to do is sleep. I know you tell me to get up at 5 a.m., but man, I have no energy at all to get up at 5 a.m. Heck, I don't even have energy to get up at 6, 7, or 8. It typically takes me 5 or 10 minutes to roll up out of bed and literally – I am tired all of the time. I'm tired at work. I'm tired when I get home. I'm tired I'm tired of being tired is typically what you see. So that's one of the characteristics. The second characteristic is increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job. Now, when you sit back and think about that, you know, some people say, you know, they're they're clock watching or they're mentally checked out or, you know, they just don't feel like they're, that they're creative. You know, everybody goes through those pieces. I mean, I've went through those those pieces where, you know, you are so in the go, 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 go phases. And then when you come off of those go, 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 go phases, you'll be like, man, I just don't I, I feel like I don't know what to do. I feel like I don't know where to start. I don't know what system I need to put in place. And you feel like you feel almost you're inadequate in your day to day work. And it's amazing because that is something that all of us go through at different periods of time. And that might be even the distance of one's relationship, right? Or one's friendship. And you start sitting back there and thinking, hey, you know, the, the increased mental place that I'm at with my significant other, I'm not, I'm not with them. I'm not, you know, when, when I am with them, I'm thinking about 50 other things that are going on. These are things that, that, that are happening around us at, at a rapid rate. And I think that they've always been, I think burnout has always been something that can come in business and in relationship. And I I think that that's something that we have to be mindful of, or we have to think about the negativism, right? That we we get negative, right? And so what what I feel like is when people start getting negative with their jobs or negative with the relationship, it's so funny how you can find fifteen other people to substantiate what you feel or what you think. And I think that that is a major si- uh, situation I'm seeing in working places today. Is that you know one person is angry about something, or one person's upset about something, or they're not feeling that you know, they're feeling negative about whatever might be in their job, not making enough money, not getting enough fr- flexibility, not having a work balanced life. And then what happens is you will substantiate that or you will find that person that feels the exact same way that you do. Because what happens is when we feel a certain way, we are seeking for other people to validate our feelings, to validate our opinions. And I think that is a co- that's a combination for absolute disaster when it comes. So you have those things. The other last one is this, the re- reduced professional efficiency basically getting nothing done. I mean, they better just say, you know, worthless or, you know, useless or whatever, because that's what happens. You reduce your professional efficiency. That means you're not able to perform your job, your tasks at the level in which 
you should be doing them or the way you in which you hold yourself. And I will tell you that those are these are things that I'm seeing, you know, in in business today. It, it, but it's not just business day. They've always been out there. Just people are talking about it more. People are like, you know, I'm so burned out. I want a work-life balance. We've had 10 great years in a market. Of course, everybody's like, you know, they, they feel burned out because what they're seeing right now is they're seeing all these other people living in this unbelievable lifestyle on Facebook or InstaLie or whatever it might be. And they sit back and like, man, I'm so overworked. I'm so burned out. I like to have my, I like to be able to travel around the world. I like to be able to uh, do my business from wherever I want to. Maybe I like to work at home a little bit. Well, can you think about that? That we have had 10 good years of this. So that means that our 21 year olds were, uh, were 11 years old when they, when the, all this good stuff started to happen. So from the age of 11 to 10, they don't know what it looks like to actually have a little bit of stress or feel a little bit like, Oh my gosh, overworked. So this whole burnout thing, I can see why people can subscribe to that or, uh, they can say, Hey, I, I'm going through burnout right now. I went through burnout. You know, I went through burnout after I did my, my second acquisition. Uh, we just acquired a company called Passion Parties, and, and I acquired them. And I had acquired one in 2014, which was Slumber Parties, and it was a great acquisition. We had an unbelievable year in 2014. Um, you know, in 2015, everything is kind of going smooth. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a point where we're going to start doing some more things around the office. We're going to start upgrading our systems, start making things happen a little bit more efficiently here, putting some more, uh, you know, leadership training, putting some more development in, better HR, all those types of things. We were moving down that path inside the organization, which was fun. It was exciting. You know, you're finally able to get out of the acquisition mode and you're able to get into like development growth mode, which I really like. And then I get a call in June of 2015. Hey, Chris, we want you to take a look at our company and, uh, and we want to see if you have any interest in buying it. And that was, that was, you know, uh, passion party. So from June until, uh, you know, basically January, I worked on nothing, but we, Basically, I had to put all of those other pieces on hold, the development, the growth, the whatever, and we went right back into acquisition mode, which was you know putting all the books together, making sure we knew who the people were, making sure how are we going to integrate this culture now into our culture, which was kind of a hybrid, right? We had, you know, we had a pure man's culture, we had a slumber party culture, and then now we are implementing a, you know, a third culture into that, which was passion party. So it's integrating three families. And so, you know, coming off of that, you know, just getting the two families to play good together and everybody getting to work together and then then you throw a third one in and that third one was really really tough because you know it was okay you got this these groups trying to all kind of trying to compete they're all trying to you know be better versions of themselves but they also uh you know also had their own ways of doing business and uh and you try to make everybody happy and what happens is you absolutely as the ceo you go through it you're very you're very focused on the opportunity that's in front of you you're very focused on the outcome that you want to get done which is you've got to integrate these companies and you got to make things happen and you got to do it in a profitable way, right? Because when you're buying something, right, it could fall apart if you don't give it the love, you give it the attention that you need. So you're full tilt, full go, you know, from basically January 14th, actually it started in June of, of 13, acquisition, getting done with the acquisition, getting everybody, you know, in a one year kind of working together, you get a six months, uh, you start to work on development of your organization, then all of a sudden you get the call, you work back on next acquisition, which is going to take place January of 2016, it was nonstop. And I can't tell you that at any time I was feeling any type of burnout, any type of anything, 
until right around uh, uh, about four months into 2016 when I had got them all established. I had got everybody through their first quarter selling um, all of those different pieces. And then I felt the same way. I felt, gosh, man, I feel depleted. I feel exhausted because you're constantly having to run your business keep people working together, keeping them happy. Because when you're dealing with uh, not stores and you're not dealing with, like I said, people don't buy products anymore. People buy people. So they, they need to understand that they need to buy into the vision of what we set as an organization, what I said as the CEO, where we were going. And so you constantly had to be selling that. So I was I was exhausted. You know, and I was feeling depleted because I felt like I was always in a battle every day to kind of prove the direction or prove where we were going or, you know, how it was going, how, how things were going to come into fruition, um, how were we going to change the, the 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 way they were doing business and how it was going to help them, and did it all work out for them? Absolutely, they all have made a, you know a lot of money, but it depleted me in in, in the process. The other thing too, it, it was also you know all the negativism and the cynicism and criticism that were going during these acquisitions or these times was very very difficult because it weighs on your mind. You know, man, you know you you, you don't understand that you know, how, how much one negative comment, you can have 50 positive comments, but you get one negative comment and that's what we stew on. That's what we think about. And that's what, that's what we sit back and we're like, damn, I'm, uh, why, why did that one comment instead of understanding that you had 50 other people that loved your stuff and, and, and we're marching down the, the, the path, we concentrate on the one negative comment. And I'm like, why, when you look back at that and why it took me to burnout is because I had a couple of those negative comments and I, and I thought about those. How can I fix those? How can I make those better? After, you know, going through that, that long acquisition streak of, of bringing people together, helping them. But what I found is you, you can't, you can't worry about one or two. You know, what's a trend is when 60% or 50% or 30% of the people, are, but when it's 1% of the people or 2% of the people, that's not a trend. That's just, you're dealing with idiots and you sometimes can't change people's, you know, opinions or whatever of, of you. You will never, ever do it all correct. You will never, ever as an employee do it all correct. So when I look at people and they say, man, there's negativity or there's, 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 you know, cynicism or criticism, there's going to be that in every everything you do in your entire life. Hell, if you're, I'm a, I'm a, a third grade football coach for my kid. There's always parents that feel like their kids should be playing more. They're, you know, I can't believe you didn't play my kid. Oh, Chicken Ellie doesn't want to play my kid because you know what? He, he wants to play his kid. He wants to play daddy ball. Well, that, that's the kind of stuff that's kind of, that's out there. And you sit back and, you, and the other 50 or other 15 parents are like, Hey, thanks so much for, uh, you know, helping my kids development and teaching my kid the, you know, how, how to be a proper, you know, uh, man when he hits the football field. It's the one that you think about and you talk about with, with your, with my wife. And I, I come home, I'm like, I can't believe this guy was so pissed at me because his kid didn't play where, you know, he tells me that I'm doing this on purpose. No, I, his kid didn't play because his kid didn't want to play. You want me to force your kid into play? So there are people that are going to have comments. They're going to say things. They're going to deplete your energy. There's going to be the negativity. That's going to ha- that's going to happen. And the and the last one is this: is there will always be a reduction in 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 your professional fi- efficiency, the meaning getting shit done. And that's exactly you know when I had that happen to me. 
and 16 and, and like like that March April time frame you know it was it was tough uh you know my efficiency was not as high as I wanted to be uh you know it, and really it was like man I I need a break I need a little bit of time I need a little bit of uh rejuvenation and what I will tell you is that's the stuff that we tell ourselves we need to take a vacation or we need to take a break or we need to do whatever what what I've learned now not to get myself back into that burnout phase is to make sure that I'm not fixing it when I'm the engine's dead, overly tired. I can't be fixing it. What I got to do is I got to maintain this race car all the time. I got to make sure I'm doing my workouts. I got to make sure that I'm doing my meditation. I got to make sure that you're putting the time in to make yourself a person that does not get burnout because what happens to people with burnout is all these three things you just saw. What I want people to do is the same thing that I learned at that period of time is that don't let yourself get down that path so far where you start feeling depleted. We feel depleted because we're not taking care of ourselves. We feel the negativity because we look for negativity. You know, we have perfect, our efficiency becomes lower is because ultimately we start thinking about all these other things that are out there in the world, all these other people that they're doing this business on Facebook or they're doing this business these things on Instagram, their lives look so much better than ours. And that's exactly what I see in the world. So that's when you sit back and you think about it, I I really want to make sure that people really take this, this whole burnout thing and understand you can prevent that. You know, you think about that. Here's, here's also five tips from Harvard business review. Okay. So the five tips to prevent stress from snowballing into burnout, according to the business review. Okay. Number one, don't create your own stress. Wow, that sounds important, doesn't it? That's a really good understanding. If you think about that, don't create your own stress. Awesome, okay? Many people have the habit of stressing themselves out by, you know, uh, by overthinking things, by anticipation of the future, you know, encounters, events. Um, all of those things are things that I think you can you can prevent yourself from not worrying about, oh my gosh, am I wearing the right outfit to this event? You know, that's my wife. I'm like, I don't know what to wear. What should I be wearing to? I'm like, just chill out relax a little bit or somebody like you know stressing the thing out like i don't know if i'm you know where am i going to take the kids for a vacation what am i going to do when the kids get out of school where are they going to go to camps um it might be also you know am i going to win that account am i going to close that deal you know i need to get that consultant to join my organization or or that person to go on my on my team what about number two beware of your strengths and weaknesses Okay. If you can't, if you can identify your own limitations, you will know sooner when you need to ask for help. Okay. You know, thereby, you know, migrating the stress that causes you by making sure that you're utilizing some of your outside resources, making sure that you understand what it is that you can and cannot do. Like for instance, in business, I am not going to be the person. Do I stress out about our IT sometimes? Yes. I stress out about it. Do I stress out about, you know, some of the things when it comes to events and situations like that? Yeah, but I also understand that my, that's one of my weaknesses that I have is that I'm not good at the IT side. I'm not good at you know um, maybe booking some of the things when it comes to working with the large convention centers. But what I am good at is making sure that I rally a group of people around getting things done. And so therefore, I might not be the person that's actually coding. I might not be the person that's actually booking the rooms or making phone calls. But what I'm really good at is making sure that I get people doing it in, in a very distinct order of, here's how we're going to get this done. We're going we're gonna to go through the process, guys. We're going to make some things happen. And by the end of it, we're going to work hard, but we're also going to play hard as well. The other thing too is breathe deeply. 
when you feel the tension or anxiety rising rapidly, start trying to do some breathing practices. Now, some people go, do you do breathing? I'm like, yeah, I, I meditate for eight minutes a day, every day. And the reason I do that is because I need a little bit of time to myself. And a lot of meditation is breathing. So if you feel like you're going to get you know anxious or whatever, take a walk, take some deep breaths, chill out and making sure you don't get yourself in that in that predicament. I just don't think enough people are moving in today's world. Therefore, all of these things are happening. There's not enough motion. People are sitting on their computers, they're sitting on their iPhones, they're sitting on their couch, they're watching Game of Thrones, they're watching Netflix. What the shit are they doing? I mean, it's unbelievable to me right now when I see so many people are like, you know, I, I feel so stressed out, I feel lethargic, I feel tired. Well, the problem is you're not doing shit. And therefore, yeah, of course, you're, you, you would feel that way because you, you're not doing anything. Change your perspective, okay? Change your perspective of particular situations uh, can be stressful and also your uh, level of stress uh, is, is, is kind of substantial, right? So for that example, you can see a situation as a, a, a threat to your personal values or you can see this as a problem that needs to be solved, all right? So in your, in you look at this, you change your perspectives on things. You know, uh, everybody's here to, to bring me down or nobody likes me. You know, those are those are you what your you, your perceptives of of yourself. Why don't you change those perceptives of and say, hey, look, you know, I'm going to go win a couple of people over in this meeting today. I'm going to go. I'm going to get at least one person that's going to do some business with me. Um, again, changing your outlook on things are very very important to kind of reduce this whole burnout that's going on. And then the last thing is this: put yourself in other shoes. You know, when you think about putting yourself in other shoes, when you're in interpersonal conflict, is a source of your stress. Try thinking from the other person's point of view okay these again are the top five things that harvard harvard says when it is to go out there and get yourself from not getting burnout not getting some of the things that snowball in your life but i'd say more than anything is this if you're feeling that you are you're burned out if you're feeling exhausted if you're feeling like you've got this mental distance from your job if you're feeling like you're not efficient here's what i do sit down and think about your kind of your strategy of how you're going to go out today, tomorrow, the next 21 days, the next 90 days. And how is it that you're going to work on the most important asset, which is yourself? Because I typically don't think it's that you are burned out from the gig. I think you're burned out from yourself. And when I say burned out from yourself, it's, it is that, 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 process that we all go through because we don't maintain the most important asset, which is us. I mean, I, I, I'm the first one to tell you, you know, that I see too many people in the world, including myself that run our gas tanks at such a low level and things that this, this podcast was developed to hopefully put our, our fuel back into our gas tanks to be able to say, you know what, there are there, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that feels this way. I, I know that the biggest competitor in my life is myself. I know that I can overcome anything I want to. When I put my mind to it, I put my heart to it. I put my every fiber of myself. I can make some stuff happen. That's why we say commit to the process, detach from the outcome. Today, don't let yourself get burned out. Make sure that you sit back and you say, you know what, today's my day that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to start my process, my process of making sure that I build this race car to be able to race every day, not just to be able to race on the days that races happen, but to be able to race every day. Listen, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. This is Chris Ciccinelli, Hit High Intensity Tactics. Remember, you've always had to pin to design your own life.